As I've stated many times when I've had guests from Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty on, so, so very grateful for all their work on behalf of our freedoms, our liberties here in Wisconsin and beyond. Joining me this morning, Dr. Will Flanders, who is Will's Research Director. Good morning, Will. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. A little bit of a cold here, so apologies to your listeners if they can hear it over the air, but uh, generally doing all right. Hey, I've been sick for months, so they're used <laughs> to it by now. <laughs> uh, so let me ask you, uh, well, first of all, you've returned to the motherland, so you're no longer in Washington, D.C., correct? That's right. Escaped the, the hive of a scum and villainy of D.C. there. <laughs> you know, I've heard it referred to, obviously, a number of ways. We, we of course, like to say the swamp or... Uh, I had a guest on recently that referred to Washington, D.C. as the sewer, which is the first time I'd heard that. But uh, you managed to survive the swamp sewer. And uh, however, during your time in Washington, D.C., you spoke out against Zuckerbucks and on behalf of Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. Talk about the experience and the message that you communicated and the reaction you received. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Congressman Style, one of our Wisconsin representatives, uh, held a hearing on uh, the Zuckerbuck CTCL uh, funding, and he invited me to testify along with uh, Molly Hemingway and a couple of other folks um, on what we knew about uh, about about this uh, this system of uh, funding local elections in a sort of biased way favoring Democrats. Um, so I went there and I presented some of our research that we've done over the past few years uh, on the Zuckerbuck topic. Uh, discussed how the funding went disproportionately to Democratic areas of Wisconsin, and then how that actually led, um, at least correlationally, to, to more votes for uh, Joe Biden, while not having any positive effect on the number of votes for Trump. So, uh, yeah, got an interesting reception, lots of good questions from uh, the Republicans, a little bit of uh, questioning of our honor from uh, the other side. So was it, uh, was it, were there any questions that sort of, um, let's see what the word would be, uh, I don't know. Uh, stumped is probably not the right word, but um, were were unexpected, I guess, or even any comments that were unexpected. Yeah, so I, I think um, I'd say no. I'd say <laughs> that the uh, the folks on the left, uh, the the Democrats on the panel, uh, were much more interested in sort of questioning our credentials and saying that we're sort of biased witnesses than they were with dealing with the facts. Uh, the interesting part of it is that even as uh, even as they're sort of questioning our credibility. Um, they're also admitting that, you know, maybe we should consider not having private funding of elections. Uh, one thing that was brought up during the hearing is in the state of Pennsylvania, they were able to pass a Zuckerbuck ban even with a Democratic governor. We know here uh, Governor Evers has twice rejected a Zuckerbuck ban, and that's why we, we have a constitutional amendment uh, going on the ballot this uh, this coming uh, fall. Uh, but, yeah, they didn't really have a defense. They just said we're in the realm of conspiracies, even, there, there, even though there's no way uh, that you can fit Zuckerbucks into a conspiracy. The information is out there. It's public. It's recorded. We know where the money was spent. And we know what happened. So, you know, honestly, that sounds a lot like some of the hearings that I've observed here in Wisconsin, down in Madison, and, and the way in which uh, Democrats uh, treat uh, anyone that's uh, that with whom they disagree, I guess, and any, anyone that is willing to uh, speak at a hearing and enter into uh, public comments, and it, it's almost it's almost as if they treat anyone with whom they disagree with great disdain, and that's unfortunate. That uh, you know you're there for a specific reason, and it's obviously to make make uh, everyone aware 
of how dangerous, I shouldn't say dangerous, how, uh, well, how difficult it is to have any confidence in elections when we have this interference from uh, wealthy uh, organizations like uh, the owner, or I should say wealthy uh, people like uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who owns Facebook or whatever they call it now. I can't even think of the name of, of what, what they've changed it to. Everyone's changing their names. <laughs> yeah, we got Meta out there now. Meta, that's name, it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, I, I think that, you know, while there's some areas where I can recognize there might be disagreement on election reforms, I think this is one area where across the political spectrum, people ought to be able to see uh, that this isn't the way to do things. Uh, one thing I brought up during the hearing was, uh, you know, what if the Koch brothers decided to fund elections only in conservative-leaning areas? Would Democrats uh, be okay with that? Uh, Congressman Style brought up, what if the the referees for the Super Bowl this weekend were uh, paid for and trained by the Chiefs or by Taylor Swift? I don't think most folks that were fans of uh, the other side would be okay with that. So uh, the referees should be objective. Election officials, uh, government election officials should be objective, and they shouldn't be supported by folks on either side of the aisle. Again, I think that's something the average voter, even a Democratic voter, can understand, even if elected Democratic politicians don't seem to. Well, and some of the some of the most egregious behavior came from the Center for Technology and Civic Life, where where they actually, in some uh, in in some respects, took over the administration of elections. I mean, as I recall, there there were uh, uh, representatives or individuals from this CTCL that uh, appeared in Green Bay and. I mean, essentially edged the election officials out of their duties. Yeah, that's absolutely right. They were actually on the ground doing the curing of ballots, so determining uh, whether or not a ballot should be accepted. Um, they were helping with get-out-the-vote efforts. Um, there's also one instance we can say for sure that CTCL now funded something that was illegal, and that's down in Racine with the Racine Mobile Voting Unit. Um, Wisconsin Super Law and Liberty had a case um, arguing that this was illegal because they were placing this uh, voting van in areas that tend to be more Democratic-leaning than the, than the city as a whole. Um, we have a law in Wisconsin that says uh, absentee ballot locations um, can't exhibit partisan bias in either direction. We show with a data analysis that, well, they were showing partisan bias and where they were placing this van, and a court agreed with us, and that uh, that van was declared to be illegal. So CTCL directly funded that, and that's another insidious example of where that money went. So on one hand, those Democrats that were present at this uh, hearing were... Uh, uh, agreed or acknowledged that they are opposed to having uh, interference in elections. However, they were quick to criticize anyone who, uh, like yourself, and I think you said Molly Hemingway, that uh, spoke out against it. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I was surprised to hear uh, Representative Sewell, who's a representative from Alabama, uh, say that you know maybe we shouldn't be having private funding of elections, but I'm essentially you know we're 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 being dignified there. We're sticking to when we're allowed to talk. We're like, well, then this is settled, right? We we essentially solved the issue. But rather than just sort of moving forward with that, uh, then they go down the realm of saying that folks that are you know doing this congressman style is promoting conspiracy theories. Again, there's there's no conspiracy theory in Zuckerbucks. This is one of the most tangible examples we have of what went wrong in the 2020 election and what we can fix going forward. So what happens? Um, from this point forward, I mean, do, do, did you leave there believing that there will be some sort of actionable item that results from your participation in this hearing? So while it's hard to, you know, have any optimism of, of anything getting <laughs> done in D.C. these days, I will say 
Uh, you know, Congressman Style has a bill for a federal ban. And what I heard from some of the Democratic representatives there is that, uh, you know, what they would argue is that if we're going to ban private money, maybe we need some more public money in there. You know, may- maybe there's some room for, for an agreement there. I'd hesitate to allow more federal money, though. I'd, I'd prefer that money come uh, from the state for election administration because we don't want federal strings attached to, to how we run our elections in Wisconsin or any other state. Uh, but there is some hope for a, for a ban. And then we have, again, in Wisconsin, um, 28 states have banned Zuckerbucks. Wisconsin can be the next one. Uh, with this constitutional amendment that's on the ballot uh, this fall. Okay, well, good. And that's obviously something to to make note of uh, with with regard to the November election and keep an eye out for that on your ballots. And, I mean, we, we can uh, thank the Republican-led legislature to get that on the ballot in November, correct? Yeah, that's absolutely right. When we see that the governor is sort of unwilling to work on any um, election reforms, we sort of have to go around him, right? And, and that's what uh, that's what happened here. The uh, Republicans in the legislature uh, put this on the ballot. As you know, for your, for your listeners, uh, you have to pass it in two consecutive sessions, which has been done, and now it goes to the voters. Well, good. And and I would uh, I would imagine that it's likely going to pass. I mean, I think that uh, this seems to be something that should be a bipartisan vote in in terms of. Uh, whether either side of the aisle, I would I would like to hope anyway that both Democrat voters and Republican voters and everybody in between would want to have elections conducted with integrity. Yeah, and I think what we've forgotten in a lot of contexts in the world today is what if the shoe was on the other foot? If you're if you're on the left and listening to this again, what if it's the Koch brothers funding elections only in conservative areas? What if it's someone who has no concern or doesn't give any lip service whatsoever? The bipartisanship. At least CTCL pretends that they're doing things in a you know in a bipartisan way, quote unquote. You, you could, without a change, have a system where someone who has sort of works in a nakedly partisan way, and uh, we're set up for that unless we make this change. So I'd hope folks across the board can see that that's a bad choice. And I guess what we have to be mindful of is that uh, Democrats, those on the left, are so good at renaming their organizations in order to fool people or foil people into believing that they're actually adhering to whatever, even if there's if a referendum passes, we, we have to keep our eyes open and we can't sit back and just uh, expect that these organizations are just going to disappear and, and stop behaving in the manner that they have in the past. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Georgia had to pass an amendment twice because uh, after they passed their first CTCL ban, or pass a law twice, after they passed their first CTCL ban, they, they went around and, and funded local governments instead of local elections officials. So they're always looking for ways around these new regulations. Of course they are. <laughs> well, Will Flanders, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate all of your effort on behalf of our freedoms and liberties here in Wisconsin and beyond. I hope you have a great weekend. Have a great weekend as well. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you. And if you need more information on Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, go to will-law.org. We'll be right back on the WSAU Wisconsin Morning News. Breaking news, severe weather. Hear it on AM 550 FM 99.9 WSAU.